0: this podcast of the tailgate society is sponsored by revelton distilling company when rob and christy taylor started following the kentucky bourbon trail in 2012 they fell in love with not only bourbon but the entire distilling process so they opened revelton distillery where they offer a family of products including vodka gin whiskey and revelton shine come visit the tasting room at 1400 west clay street in osceola iowa or pick some up at your local Hy-Vee or Fairway grocery store.
1: This podcast contains material that is intended for mature audiences and may not be suitable for all listeners. Enjoy! It's like to sample some of my nuts. I don't want to get on the bandwagon I'll burn that wagon down and join the band Traveling troubadours, terrorizing street corners Just to try to get some supper in our hands now i waited all my life to get this on my chest green buddy murder until someone understands that it ain't about the money, the drugs, or the women. I make this noise just because I can.
0: And we'll all join
1: in to that original sin.
0: Hello and welcome to another edition of Old Man Strength, a podcast of the Tailgate Society and brought to you by Revelton Distilling Company out of Osceola, Iowa, where Chris and I recently had a very pleasant time. I am Tim Johnson, joined as always by Chris Shipley. Chris, how are we doing this evening?
2: Oh, we are ready to have a discussion tonight.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that is that is good. Um yeah, man, it has been um a bit of of life has happened. I'll, I'll just put it that way. It's been a whole lot of things going on. Um so I'm kind of excited to dig into it, but I feel like we need to spend some time talking a little bit more about uh about Revelton.
2: Oh my gosh, yes. What a what a turnout that ended up being! What that was so much fun down there. Uh,
0: yeah, I tell you what, man. Rob and Christy could not have been nicer hosts. Could not have been better people for us. Um, uh, despite knowing you your entire life, they still were pleasant to us. So, <laughs> uh, right, I know. Salt of the earth people. Let me tell you, uh, they re- they really are. That was a lot of fun. All of the 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 fans and friends and everything else that joined us. Uh, Boy, I left that day feeling like I was on the biggest high of my life. That was so much fun. It was, it was really good. We got to see, you know, uh, some friends at the pod stopped by. We got, we got our fearless leader Ted Flint coming by. We got, uh, uh, Sean Roberts even stopped by the pod, which was great. Uh, we got a little bit of everything and man, um, I don't, I don't know what you and I did right, but we got a lot of people to come out and support us.
2: We did. It, it's kind of overwhelming to, uh, to have that kind of support. Uh, kind of like what Sean said when he was down there. When you, you know, when you see your t-shirt out there, or when you see somebody mention something on social media about, about your talks or your, or your podcast. It's, it's just kind of nice to know that you're touching people and, and, and things like that. And, and and Robin Christie and their support and their sponsorship has been great. I even had somebody tweet at me today who's in Kansas City for the Big 12 tournament say they packed right and took a picture of their American gin from Revelton. Oh, so, excellent. Excellent. Yeah, so, I mean, it's it's just nice that it's it's I feel like we have a good group of um of listeners and supporters and just want to thank you guys so much. So,
0: yeah absolutely i'm i'm a i'm a little well this is an audio medium so people don't know this anyway i was a little a little disappointed because earlier today and then i spilled all over it i was wearing uh, a brand new revelton uh zip up hoodie that i got uh down there that has been uh, kind of my go-to for the last couple weeks uh Frankly, it's probably good I spilled on it because I could probably stand to wash it because I've been wearing (laughs) it pretty much nonstop and I'm sure it smells like me, Mm -hmm. uh, which is, you know, lavender and cinnamon or whatever I smell like. But um, uh, no, man, just so many great times. And again, if you have not uh, given that a listen, please, listeners, uh, check us out on, you know, Spotify, Apple Pods, uh, Stitcher, um your mom's cassette tape I don't know what else you might be able to hear us on uh, but that that, that Listen, I learned
2: a lot I learned a lot that night uh, editing that podcast and and googling and youtubing how to lower background crowd noise. Uh, <laughs> hey uh, I figured out how to I figured out how to split audio and and lower and and higher level and other audio so I learned something new that night and there you go Bill Willers you won't have to bitch and complain that tim's audio will be all low anymore i'll figure it out
0: edit it. <laughs> well you know what bill's gonna find a way to bitch about everything anyway so uh um, oh i
2: know i know
0: if, if there's one thing that man knows how to do uh he came here to do two things kick extra points and bitch <laughs> and he's right? all and he's all out of extra points um <laughs> right. uh well good man um We did have such a good time and it has been a little bit of a break, but it's been kind of a much needed break. I got to tell you the last couple of weeks have kind of been kicking my ass and I'd feel, you know, more confident in saying that had I not just had to duck and cover from a tornado in the first week of March, like you just had to do.
2: Right, man. That was crazy. I, well, and here's the thing. So with that weekend, well, first, let's start with the fact that I gave up alcohol for Lent. And th- since I gave up alcohol for Lent, it's been a complete shit show. There's probably, I could probably count on f- on one hand how many times I've needed a drink since <laughs> I gave up alcohol for Lent. So uh, when, when, when they tell you, you should really give up something you really are going to miss. I uh, trust me, man. It's, it's happening right I got a whole gamut of shit to bitch about,
0: but uh, uh, no, man. I hey, when you told me that you're gonna alcohol for Lent, I thought, uh, wow, uh, that's bold. That's that's well, admirable. That's that's um, I, that's pious. That's really stupid.
2: You remember Joey? <laughs> you remember uh, our friend Joey from Eakin who came on with Kyvin? Yes, uh, my nutritionist. Well, uh, uh, the lady there. Uh, that runs it with him, Janae, is now kind of taking over my nutrition, and she's put me on a very low-carb, almost like a ketosis-type meal mm-hmm. plan, and it's been working, um, but it absolutely cannot have alcohol during this. And uh, I had those drinks at Revelton, and I we had a heart-to-heart, and I was like, listen, I'm just going to tell you, this is super going to be hard to do. I mean, March Madness is coming up, St. Patrick's Day is coming up, it's going to be nicer out. I'm going to want to go out with friends. You know, this is going to be, I'm not going to lie to you. It's going to be really hard to do the food part. I can do the not drinking. And it's not like I drink all the time, but you know, you like to have a drink with friends or you'd like to unwind with it with a cocktail. You, you do, right? Oh,
0: absolutely. Like sometimes even when I'm not drinking and again, to be fair, I am a brewer by trade. So I am around that, but sometimes, you know, I'm pounding coffee all day long uh, you know, I might have like some beer while I'm I'm, you know, making sure our product is good or whatever. And I get home and I'll crack a a a seltzer water and I'll I'll have dinner or whatever. But at the end of the night, like man, just pouring just a little bit of whiskey to, to kind of help me wind down the day. Yeah, I think that would be the part that I would probably miss more than anything else.
2: Yeah, so. I decided. So she said, I'd really like to give this new meal plan at least through April. And I was like, all right, listen, this is the deal I'll make you. I got to give up something anyways for for Lent. I'll give up alcohol. But that ends the Saturday before before Easter Sunday. (laughs) So you've got six weeks. We'll see what this does. So that's that's what I decided. (laughs) You're you're going to you're
0: going to be enjoying the blood of Christ quite right liberally, right?
2: we We don't take communion right now at church because of COVID, so I'm I'm safe there too. Although I, so anyways, God decided. Oh, well, let's let's see how well we can test him with this, and the week of shit has started, beginning with that tornado.
0: Yeah, I man, I I'm just still so confused. Cause like, so we were getting we were getting hail up here in the Twin Cities while that, that tornado was bearing down on you, but we were only getting like pea-sized hail. Like literally, it was pea-sized hail, maybe like BB-sized hail. And I saw a bunch of pictures on Twitter of like baseball-sized hail working its way through. Uh, and then I saw this map from the the national weather service Des Moines outfit showing uh, all these tornadoes hitting down. I was like, Oh man, this is, this is real. Like a lot of times you hear tornado watches and you think, well, well, that's going to happen, but you don't think March 5th, it's going to really happen. And, uh, you know, I, I sent my, my folks and, and my sisters there in central Iowa text messages like, Hey, hope everything's okay. How's things looking? And then I saw, saw a tornado hit, uh, Winterset knew it was bearing right down uh, for you folks like you and your neighbors and and knowing, you know, first of all, you, my good friend, but also all of the friends I have that are, are your neighbors. Since apparently I know literally like half your neighborhood. Uh, (laughs) um, I was, I was, I was worried an awful lot about you guys. So
2: uh, I'll I'll preface it by saying, I, you know, unfortunately a a young family lost their life in Winterset yeah very tragic they they weren't even from there there i mean the, the 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 mother and father and the three young kids had came up to see the grandparents in winterset and the tornado hit and the grandparents died the father died and two of the kids died so i mean it, it was just so tragic so I'm, I'm very lucky that that we didn't have anything like that but my mm-hmm. wife stacy had decided stacy was putting on a bait a bridal shower I'm sorry, shower for her niece the next day so all of her sisters had come into town and a lot of the cousins all the all the women cousins had kind of come into town and they had stayed at um at a hotel Saturday and we're going to have kind of a girls night so it was just me and Josh and Jordan and my nephew Andy and then uh my uh my nephews uh Matt and Landon remember Landon came on and introduced they were all going to come down and we were just going to hang out and play cards for sure. And, um, the tornado started to come. So Matt and Landon stayed in Ankeny and, and, and Andy had just gotten here. So we came to the basement and, uh, you know, I, uh, internet went out. So I was, I was able to connect one TV streaming service to my phone, at least to keep an eye on the weather. And I have an egress windows down here and I'm watching. You can just see how bad the wind is blowing really bad, like really bad. Um, and then it cleared up. So then the next morning, uh, I don't know if people are familiar with Norwalk or, or the Norwalk area, but just on the it,
0: internationally renowned Norwalk, Iowa.
2: Right? Exactly. Right. South of Des Moines. Home, uh,
0: of-, home of the favorite, f- what, the Norwalk Norwalkers? <laughs> oh,
2: the Norwalk warriors. Hey, we're the home of two superheroes, you know. Ryan Rock and Jason Momoa. I, I
0: I keep on waiting for you to get Jason Momoa. Uh I'd like to have Khal Drogo and uh and Aquaman on the podcast. Uh
2: What I I don't get enough.
0: <laughs> I, n- no. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: so so yeah, so it, it turned out it it was probably less than a half a mile from our house. As a matter of fact, I had an adjuster out today looking at the roof and siding uh, to put a claim in because the roof has got some spots that are popped up and shingles are popped up and some of the siding now looks like it's kind of a little loose. So, I mean, that, we're, we're dealing with that. But I, that was, I mean, that's par for the course, you know, when, when you live in, in Iowa and, and live in this, but not in March. Not in early March.
0: Yeah, say not just March. And then, March. It, snowed. And yeah, then that, it
2: snowed two days later.
0: Yeah, no, that was that was the biggest insult to injury for you guys was literally you like well, and that was heartbreaking, frankly. So, you know, we're 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 watching these things. We're hearing about the young family that lost a life. We're hearing about the the story that absolutely broke me was was the man protecting his wife uh, uh in the bathtub. Yeah. Um that, that one absolutely destroyed me. Uh, and watching watching all the video, seeing all the video of the aftermath, and then seeing like a day later seeing tornado damage covered by snow. The, there's nothing more surreal and heartbreaking and just a microcosm of like what a shit show everything is when tornado damage is covered by snow and and what a tragedy that is um my heart goes out to everyone in in those communities particularly when winter set but not the only community that really got hit by this but um man i it it, it kind of makes you just kind of sit back and be like i i don't even know what to say or what to do
2: yeah there's a lot of times uh i remember growing up and my mom always telling me when i would complain about something that somebody's always got it worse and there's a good example of you, you got it worse. I, I Jordan, uh, my stepson is a good example. The other day, he was having a rough day at school, and and he got punished for something. And I get a text message of, "This is the worst day ever." And I was like, "Dude, that's you can't. That that's not going to work for me. Like mm-hmm. you, let's put things in perspective, okay? You all of a sudden can't Snapchat your friends because you're." phone got turned off and there's people in Winterset that have lost their grandparents and, and, and their homes are destroyed. Yeah. Uh, That doesn't lessen how upset you are, but we need to put things in perspective and it's a good lesson to learn for everybody. I I mean, there's some things going on right now with me that I am not happy with and, and, and I, and is out of my control I mean even to the point today where I almost I I almost lost my temper on a meeting at work today. Mm-hmm. Um that probably would have got me in a lot of trouble.
0: <laughs> but but yeah we no think. yeah no you're you're right though it like it, I I hate to take a tragedy like this and try to to put a positive spin on it but it it is a it, it is a reminder to all of us that that uh you know and again not to diminish what people are going through right i'm i'm certainly someone that that acknowledges that when people are are in a mentally un, unwell state that it's hard to get an adequate level of perspective but certainly what happened this week is you know we all can stand a little bit of a reminder that that things can always be uh worse and and to show a little bit more grace and humility and that's that's not always easy to do when we're caught up in the moment but uh man again i just march 5th march 5th tornadoes like what the hell is that that is it's insane so i I, it it was shocking
2: It, it really was yeah although i guess looking at it we've had some pretty warm weather back and forth so i mean last week in february we had 60 65 degree weather so so you know you climate change deniers out there I don't know what to tell you
0: and, and meanwhile uh, Kansas is supposed to be getting like four inches of snow this week did you hear about this
2: yeah well I, I think a lot of people were talking about the the um tournament down there today yeah they drove down there today and and they were getting some pretty bad snow
0: yeah that's that's ridiculous that's
2: Somebody posted and said, this is the first time I've been, I think it was Randy Peterson from the Des Moines Register. Sure. He said, this is the first time that I've covered a Big 12 tournament in Kansas City with snow on the ground.
0: Yeah, I, I have not gotten a chance to, to pay attention. We kind of had a busy day at work at night, and I missed all of that. I was wondering, because, you know, we're used to seeing these pictures of, of, of a bunch of uh, cardinal uh shirts there in, in the power and light districts where oh, well, it's actually supposed to be yeah you know, I'm sure they're still out there but usually you're used to people in you know like 50 degree weather so you're not used to seeing snow and all that stuff so um yeah just just everything's been kind of upside down for sure but uh uh yeah man speaking of, of of that tournament um I'm this is my favorite time of the year. Uh conference tournaments are always great. There've been some amazing games already. They continue to be. Baylor and Oklahoma are going at it right now as we speak. A lot of great things. Um, but uh every single year, uh, my best friend and I get together. We we take the Friday, the first Friday of the NCAA tournament off of work and and we we hang out in, in his his loft and and uh have some beers and order some food. Sometimes we'll make like a, like a pot roast even and, uh, and, uh, shoot some, some nerf hoops while we watch basketball all day long. And it's kind of the perfect, uh, both of us should probably get, like we always joke every single year. Like this would be the perfect time for us to just get vasectomies. We're old enough. We should just, (laughs) this is the perfect time to do it but we're always like yeah but then we would just be sitting here with bags of peas on our lap and we'd much rather be, <laughs> just, be like,
2: just be like chris williams in that commercial
0: which you don't get it there but i know exactly what you're talking about though yeah <laughs> so, absolutely
2: friend of the pod chris williams and his peas on his, on his <laughs> uh yeah no i used to when i worked at wells fargo we took. i always took that thursday and friday off And we were kind of talking about it in Slack today, uh, how much, you know, people love this time of year or whatever. And I think the question came up is, is it that is it the best time in sports and, you know, or, or and somebody said, well, I think it's bowl season and so on and which might be. But for me, I could probably give you a top 10 iconic like moments from March Madness that I remember yeah, I probably couldn't name five from a bowl season. Well, you know and what
0: the, I mean? well, and the thing is, I can give you a bunch of iconic basketball moments that don't have anything to do with Iowa State.
2: Yeah, no, I, I'm not saying just Iowa State either. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, the,
0: and, yeah that's what, and, the, and that's what I'm saying is when it comes to bowl season, man, we all remember our favorite teams. We might watch a couple, but there's so especially because during bowl season, It's it's the holidays We're we have the games on. We're watching them passively. We're not actively in them. We're certainly not watching two games at a time, but like at Chad's next, next Friday, we'll have three TVs going because there will be three games going. Like we're going to be watching all of these together. And, you know, you, you think about Steph Curry at Davidson and all those, those things you think about, uh the upset of Virginia a couple of years ago. Like there's
2: I mean, I can even go back as far as is is Princeton almost upsetting Georgetown and Alonzo Morning. I mean uh, uh, no absolutely I mean, you know uh, absolutely. I'm watching those young those young teams go against those big power powerhouses and, and so forth. It's it's the funnest time for me in the in the year. And I, I'll tell you what I miss is when I worked at my previous company They were so open about, listen, we know you guys aren't going to do shit around here. So every available conference room, a TV was on that that they'd have it on in the break room that we had a big break room with two big flat screen TVs in there. Uh, We had in the marketing department, a big flat screen TV that we used for, for meetings that was hooked up. We'd hook a laptop up to that and would have a game on. I mean, you walked around, there were people streaming it on their, on their, on their laptops, you know. And, and a lot of times they'd be like, if you want to take your laptop and go in the break room and work for, for a couple hours and watch the games while you're working, you know, have at it. That yeah. was the kind of, that was the kind of of, of stuff at, at that company that was so cool um, to work at. Um, I mean,
0: yeah. You know, I, I worked. Um, the headquarters of Buffalo Wild Wings. So if there's any, if there's any company that should be all in on March Madness, uh, it, should oh, like, yeah. it should be a company like should be a company like Buffalo Wild. And I remember one time watching a March Madness game on like one monitor while I was working on the other monitor, and my, and my boss came up and he made a snide comment. I'm like, dude, what do we do for a living? Why are you right? so up? I'm like, a, I am actually working, which is weird. But B, we literally created a whole campaign about people ditching work to go play to go watch basketball. Like what what is your problem about this? But, you know, some people just get uptight about everything. Um, yeah, no kidding. Like I besides, man, you just you need to be real to relax. But also I think the thing about March Madness to me that makes it so special is Cinderella's. Like there's you can talk about bowl season, you can talk about the Super Bowl, you can talk about whatever playoffs you want. This is the one sports and the one championship where Cinderellas are at play. There's literally, yeah. I can't I can't think of there's no there's no Cinderellas in bowl season, right? No. There's there's certainly not a Cinderella in the Super Bowl. They fought their way through the playoffs. This is this is the one where Cinderellas not only matter at like one time or in one game, you might have, especially that first weekend. Right, like next yeah. Thursday and Friday, you're, is when you're gonna see those upsets, and when you see those things like Florida Gulf Coast a few years back with their their Lob City and the crazy run they went on, and 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 these teams that you've never heard of, that's what you get out of March Madness, which is so exciting and why I live for it every year. I
2: I'm the same way, and when you fill out your bracket. And then you start watching a game, and you know you didn't pick that team. (laughs) (laughs) Like that's the ultimate. That to me is the ultimate. Is is you've got a a rooting interest in it through your bracket or whatever. Maybe put some money down on it. Yeah, but it all goes out the mid the window the minute, you know, a 14 seed has a chance to upset a three you're like, okay, I just, I can, I can get on board with this. Let's see it. I, you know, let's blow the bracket. Up. I I want,
0: yeah, I want to see, because well, like even the years where it's been boring and there haven't been that many upsets, there's still been enough upsets to keep it interesting. But yeah, man, I will let my bracket get bust in the first round. Like if, if, if uh, one seeds and two seeds and three seeds are going down in that first weekend, I don't care if there's not a one, two, or three remaining after the end of the first weekend and my bracket is destroyed. That's when it really gets fun. Yes. Uh, um, I mean, unless you're on the other side of that, that we may and, or may not be familiar with.
2: Richmond slash UAB. Let me tell you the UAB.
0: <laughs> Hampton.
2: <clears throat> I, the Hampton. I. The UAB might be the worst one for me because
0: I don't know what they, you're talking about. This has never happened as far as, because as
2: it was the first game of the tournament. I'm sitting at my desk at my old job watching it and I'm dead silent the rest of the day. And I did not watch another stitch of basketball. The rest of that tournament, I was so sick. <laughs> and I'll never forget. I came home that afternoon and Caitlin and Josh asked me if I wanted to play bags out in the front yard. Cause it was nice out.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So I took my bags game and I put it outside. And all of a sudden, about half an hour later, I looked down at my phone and somebody's tagged me on a Facebook post. And I looked at uh I looked at it. It was my neighbor. He had snapped my photo and he says, This is what you do when your team loses the first game. <laughs> <laughs> like, outside Oh man. And the funniest, we were at work one day. This was when I was in a marketing department and my boss, Kelly, God love her. She was a sports fan. She's a big sports fan and we're watching the game and South Dakota was playing and just out of the blue, they had missed a layup. And she goes, Oh my God, did that jackrabbit just blow that bunny? (laughs) And we just stopped dead in our tracks. (laughs) And I was like, Kelly, did you just hear what you said? And she's like, oh my God.
0: Are, are, are we are we not are we not doing phrasing anymore? Is that what oh, is that what's oh, going on when are am doing phrasing? <laughs> God, no. I, uh. man, it is it is fun. Like, like, man, even living in the state of Iowa for as long as I did and paying attention and you know, having a friend whose best friend is 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 Ben Jacobson. Uh, we wouldn't know names like Ali Farouk without uh without March Madness. You wouldn't have these guys that have have made uh an identity based off of things like that. You wouldn't you wouldn't have um all the, like I, I I remember watching you and I beat KU in thumbs and Ames. I'd gone back just randomly I decided one one March madness, like maybe I needed to go back to Ames and, and me and, and, um, a friend of mine who was living with, with, with me, we decided to, to drive down to Ames and, and watch that and just how much fun it was to, to just watch a bunch of people at a sports bar invested in zero teams being yeah. a- absolutely enamored with that underdog and seeing that going down. Um, uh, where else are you going to get people that are that want to root for someone they don't care about three hundred and sixty four days of the year?
2: yeah, i when when the tournament was down here in Des Moines, I wanted to go so bad. I, I This is another thing that I'm kind of melancholy about lately is is I just kind of feel like in my early life, I missed out on so many things that people have done that I never did. And, and now I don't I just haven't had a chance to do it because of timing or whatever but um, but it's it's a matter of like the tournament. I would have loved to have bought tickets and went down there and, and watched some games or whatever. I just didn't do it. but now I see all these people in Kansas City at the you know at the power and Light district and they talk about they've went so many times and I'm like you know would have loved to have done that when I was younger I, I just couldn't I didn't I didn't have the opportunity. Mm -hmm. partially it was because of you know the marriage i was in and the situation i was in and finances the other thing was is that you know i i didn't know how to do those types of things or whatever and now that i'm older and i'm in a little better position I'm, i'm looking forward to being able to do those types of things but um you know it's all it's all kind of relevant so that's that's another thing that's been kind of had me down a little bit is just just missed opportunities that I wish I would have taken advantage of when I could have. And those are nobody's fault, but my own, you know what I mean? So,
0: yeah, I, I think there's still something to that. Right. So, so we, we kicked this off a little bit earlier talking about um, realizing that you could always have it worse. And I think that there, that's absolutely a good perspective to have, but I think, I think part of what makes good mental health is recognizing um some of the things that you wish you would have taken advantage of as much as, as you know i appreciate people that well oh, now screw that i i don't trust anyone who says they have no regrets because if you don't have any regrets you either decided that you've never hurt someone in your life which is not true um or or y- you just think you've you've gotten things figured out a little bit more like it, it's okay to learn from things but I, half the lessons in my life i swear i didn't need to learn there was something i should have already known um but i i do think it's okay particularly as as we're in we're in a weird space right now where i think it's okay to acknowledge that um <sighs> man sometimes you just you know that if you give it if you gave it time and make made good decisions you'd have all these things figured out but you're still struggling with with uh what that means you know what i mean yeah
2: yeah for sure um you know stacy and i were talking the other day about wanting to go somewhere and just know take a weekend or or what have you so um and being able to now that we're you know the kids are are out of the house a little bit us taking advantage of some of that time and Mm -hmm. and stuff like that um you know taking a weekend trip just getting in the car and driving somewhere i mean we don't we we haven't been able to do those things and now we we kind of do yeah um was hoping to take a trip next Saturday or next week sometime during spring break, but some things have happened at the job that I'm at that, that I'm going to have to hold on to PTO for as long as I can. But
0: mm-hmm.
2: uh, uh, let me just preface by saying, I, this is going to take a turn, but.
0: <laughs> well, bring it on, man. Bring it on. I,
2: I got to tell you, man employers think that people don't want to work and whatever, and people out there think people don't want to work because, because they're lazy or whatever. I'm telling you, it's because a lot of times they get treated pretty fucking shitty. Yeah. And, and they get taken advantage of. And, and I can't get into a lot of details because of legality or whatever, but my job is being shifted. Mm-hmm. It wasn't by choice by me. Yep. I didn't choose it. It's out of my hands. And basically I have one of two options. I can take whatever they're going to give me or I can quit.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And that, I've, I've, that came out in mid-January. It's supposed to be final, the end of this month. And as of today, I still don't have 90% of the details of what I need to know. And the more answers that I get, the more frustrated I am.
0: You know, I was just talking with with uh, a former employee of mine tonight, and I was asking him how he was uh, managing his his relationship with with a coworker that we that I used to have. Um, who's not really uh, he's not really a boss, but like a like a dotted line boss. You think about a matrix or organization where you might report to one, but your work direction comes from another. Um. You know, and the, and what I was telling him was, uh, you know, he's he's going to look a lot at bottom line numbers, and he's probably going to make all of his decisions based off of bottom line numbers. But he's not impermeable to um, to empathy and. You know, not undervaluing those things, and I think a lot of em- employers uh, have just gotten so much into uh, depersonalizing things that I think um, sometimes, and it's, and it's not easy to do, but it, like it requires employees to basically coach upward on that empathy aspect and understanding that, yeah, you know, technically. I could get that done all by myself. If you right. want me to if you want me to you know blow my brains out because I'm getting that all done. Yeah, I could technically like I could technically do that, but I'm going to hate myself. I'm going to hate life. I'm going to hate you. I'm going to hate this job. I'm going to hate everything if that's what you're asking me to do. And I and that's hard to capture in data. Right?
2: Right. And and I I it's like I told my boss today after I, after we were on this conference call about the changes. um, I, I know it's not her. She's, Uh she's affected, you know, just as much. I mean, she's losing part of her team and, and things like that. I mean, I, I, so I sympathize with that stuff, but. You know, at the bottom line is I have to take care of me, me and my family and and, and my situation. And yeah, for sure. I, I just feel like, this new company has totally sandbagged me and us. I mean, that that, the entire group of people that this affected me and I'm I'm not happy about it. And, and honestly, if you think that makes me want to wake up in the morning and gung ho be ready to go to work tomorrow, it doesn't. Yeah. And that's, that's across the board. That's how it is for, for any place that's treated. And I, and I don't think some of these companies get that. I And they're, they're so old school, this whole, you know, pushing people to go back to the office. I, now I'm one of those ones that would like to go back to the office. Cause I mm-hmm. I'm getting Stacy's gone all day. The kids aren't here all day. Mm-hmm. I don't talk to anybody all day. Yep. It's getting back. It wasn't so bad when I started this job because I was learning stuff all the time and my mind was occupied, but as you get more and more familiar with things and you don't, and your mind isn't engaged, it does get a little taxing sitting here every day. So if I don't have something to look at or to, 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 you know, I, I, I'd like to have a 20 minute car ride to go to work and have some coffee. And
0: those things are, you know, but that, but that, but but that, but that works for you and your lifestyle and you have a lot of coworkers with different lifestyles and different needs. Yeah, absolutely.
2: Yes. And, and, but this whole push that they need to be in the office and it's important to be office, I think has been dispelled and you need to listen to your employees of what they want. I remember years and years ago, I was, I was, I think I was in high school and I worked at this restaurant and the guy that ran this restaurant was an absolute complete fucking dick. Mm -hmm. He was an asshole. Uh, He was an older guy. He ran, he was the manager there, his wife, actually he ended up buying the restaurant and running it. His wife ran it with him. And I mean, I'm telling you, they were like, if you ever watch, restaurant impossible or something like that where these people Mm -hmm. are absolutely fucking angry all the time Mm -hmm. that was him and i remember i i it was shortly before i got fired (laughs) i said i said you're wrong when you come in here and you tell us that the customer is always right and the customer is the most important thing i said you're Uh wrong i said if you don't have an employee that wants to work for you because you're an absolute asshole it doesn't matter what you give that customer. Yeah, if you have yeah. unhappy employees, you you're, you're going to have turnaround all the time.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And he he did acknowledge that after a while. But I mean, I was just like, you can't, I can't come in here every night, and then when things don't go right, you're back here screaming off your head. Like I'm not, I'm not tolerating that. And and like I told my boss today, I didn't choose this. And if yeah. I'd have known what was going to happen here, I probably would not have left my other job. Yeah, well, it, because it, as much as that was that wasn't so great, I at least enjoyed the, the majority of the people I worked with, and I knew it, and I didn't, and I didn't feel like I was going to get ramroded. Yeah, that's yeah. what I feel like right now.
0: Yeah, um, that's that's one thing about, I I hate to be like the look at the bright side of COVID, but one of the nice things about COVID is that it, it exposed a lot of those traditional workplace myths, right like sure like we've had a lot of things that we've just uh, I, you know when i when i worked at best buy corporate years ago and people were always policing who was getting d- done what when and i'm like man None of the things that we're doing are producing widgets per hour so why the F do you care about who's working what hours we're not producing widgets per hour, we're producing outcomes so what do you what do you care. What right. do you care who's working when and where and how they're getting it done? You care that they're getting it done, be outcome based. And they had even changed at one point to this results oriented work environment, but people were still even then caught up in that stuff. Yeah. Oh, well, that person, they're doing grocery shopping in the middle of the day instead of answering emails. I'm like, who cares? Who cares? Who cares? Right. Have they prevented you from doing your job? Have they prevented yeah. outcomes from getting done? Maybe, maybe they work from two in the morning to four in the morning. I don't care. Yeah. Like, it, like if, if they have a job that requires them to be on a help desk from two to four, that's fine. Like, yes, then they should do that. But the rest of the time, why, why do we care? But there's so many traditional things that have been very hard, especially for old school employers to really understand um, the old way is dead. And, and it it's meaningless. That you know, for as much talk as we did about how all these COVID restrictions were collapsing the economy, uh, last I checked, we still exist. Like yeah. you know what I mean? Like, like, like I have I, as much as we joked about oh boy, all the toilet papers off the shelves and all that stuff. Um, I have not gone wanting for any consumerism.
2: I saw some some joker today, the other day on on Twitter. Um, who is on my list? That guy's a complete fucking asshole, and we'll probably <laughs> talk about another one of his tweets later. Said something about the the um the convenience store uh here in town uh, the shelves were empty, and I just wanted to go you lying prick. I live in the same town as you.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's first not true. Yeah, first of all, it's not true, and second of all, what what points are you trying to score?
2: Right, right. I, I'm so over these people that don't know what the fuck they're talking about, and I, and I I don't even engage in it anymore. I can't. Yeah. Like this whole, I I absolutely lost my mind last week. Uh. At a couple people, and him included, this guy included who all I'm going to say is, is a friend of a mutual friend of
0: ours. (laughs) Okay. That's
2: fair. Uh, Guy's a grade eight asshole. And I don't care if my mutual friend gets upset at it or not. The guy's a fucking dick. He actually literally tweeted out the other day that being a transgender kid is a mental illness.
0: Yeah. I mean that that's, that type of of bullshit i don't understand where people even get right. For, first of all is it affecting you if it's not affecting you then then go suck a bag of dicks like i don't get why you would worry about that anyway it's certainly not affecting my like the number of parents that get it's worried not affecting
2: about anybody tim that's not even a real thing
0: yeah, the, the number of the number of parents I see that get upset about what is happening in the classroom and what the kids are affected by and, and with man, my daughter comes home and she wore her mask. She doesn't have to wear a mask. Her school lifted mask mandates. She wears a mask all day. Do I tell her to wear a mask? No, she does it because she feels comfortable with it. She's fine. And all these parents saying that my kid can't handle it. Well, then your kid's a pussy. I don't understand why you're still mad about this stuff. And then all of these things, you know what my daughter cares about? She tells me the best part of her day is my my daughter tells me the best part of her day is what she had for lunch. Like, I don't right. understand why why all of these parents get so up at arms about these things and what by the way it, okay they, if,
2: lead, they lead by fear tim that's what they do i mean they if lead by fear if you're if you're if
0: you're, if you're worried about a transgender kid what are you worried about you're worried that you have to talk to your kid yeah. That's what you, that's what you're that's what you're worried about. You're worried you have to talk to your kid. That's a you problem, dude. That is not anything else. That that's what drives me insane about stuff like that.
2: The amount of times that I asked last week for somebody to send me one article where a transgender girl dominated a sport. Yeah. And I sit and I called the Morning Rush with Heather and Travis and Sean the other day, we're talking about it. And Travis was like, it's a made up deal. Like it doesn't happen.
0: It it doesn't happen.
2: And I, and I called in and I said, I just, I just want to address one thing. I said, when, when, when my trans, when my child went through his transition, you know what he didn't cry about or worry about when he was going through all that hardship,
0: mm-hmm.
2: what his track time was going to be—yeah, like that yeah. was not even part of his his thought process, right? So, I, Tim, there were times I I have no I've never told anybody this story. I didn't say it on the radio. I didn't, but t- Tyler there for a long time would would cut himself. Mm-hmm. He'd have cuts all over his arms. And I I could not figure out how to fix it. And this was in middle school when all he was doing at the time was he would go up and he was so friendly to girls. That because he was in a woman's body and he wanted to be their friend and people would make fun of him and tease him and bully him to the point where he would come home and cry. and, and, And cut himself. And there'd be nights I'd think to myself, I should probably go downstairs and hide all the knives in the house because I don't know if I'm gonna wake up and he's gonna be alive in the next morning.
0: Uh-huh.
2: So, don't give me this fucking horseshit that uh, a a biological female, a bio female, might get her record taken in a fucking track meet. Like, give me a fucking break, people.
0: What? That's and, your concern. And 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 by the way. Who the fuck cares? This is high school records. Like, is there, is there anything let, so you and I have had a lot of guests from the sports world on this podcast. You and I watch a lot of sports. We're going to wrap this thing up so we could watch sports tonight. Is there anything less meaningful in the world than a sports record? Like there's literally nothing less meaningful in the world. Like I do not care. I do not care hair
2: watched it, watched a documentary the other night on Walter Payton and Emmett Smith broke his his rushing record yeah do you think that when Emmett Smith broke his record Walter Payton went motherfucker he was
0: he, he was there's no. no one there's no one in the world that was more excited for Emmett Smith right. than Walter Payton right.
2: and if your biggest concern is your daughter's ego rather than learning how to be compassionate towards other people that's a whole nother fucking problem. And I'm telling you right now, I do not give a fuck who hears it and who doesn't agree with me. If they don't want to be around me, they don't want to talk to me. That's just fucking fine. I am over it. I am over it. And this whole going to lead from fear bullshit. I'm fucking over.
0: Yeah. Come up
2: with real solutions to real fucking problems.
0: Yeah. I, yeah. Don't don't
2: get on your fucking high horse and surround yourself with fucking puppet kids that, 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 their parents have 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 put them out there for show signing a bill smiling and giggling that you just shoved a bunch of kids back in a closet and told them they're not bored
0: well it and it's the same people that are retweeting these pictures of of these you know signs at a little league field it's like hey parents remember these are kids and be nice and those are good signs to have up but they're the same people that are hypocrites about that like that want to want to be like well you know man like Just let the kids be kids, like parents need to settle down at youth games, and parents need to settle down at youth games. I have watched a lot of fights here at the Minnesota State Hockey Tournament where parents take a whole lot. I mean, there's there's an awful lot of of adults that never let uh high school glory go. Uh which is which is the, the saddest thing if if you want to call being transgender a mental illness. How about being a man in your 50s who can't fucking forget a high school event? Right. That is a mental illness. Not being able to let go of something that happened 40 years in the past is a right. fucking mental illness.
2: Well, I'll tell you. Don't, that-
0: don't, don't you tell me someone who has, has lived and is not hurting themselves or anyone else has a mental illness when you are literally hurting children by complaining about high school sports, that is a mental illness.
2: I th- That guy lives in my town who said that. Yeah. And, and I tweeted out a picture of his comment. And I will tell you right now, Tim, if I see that guy in town, he's going to stand in front of me and say that to my face. Yeah. It's, it's, it's and, frustrating. And I guarantee you he won't because he doesn't have any balls. He'll run his mouth on social media behind his fake fucking name, and and on all that bullshit. I got news for you. I'm right here in Norwalk. I'm easy to fucking find. (laughs) Feel free to come up there and say that my kid has a mental illness and find out what fucking
1: happens.
0: Yeah, and 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 by the way, we all have a fucking mental illness. Like, you know what is a mental illness? Any crime that happens is antisocial behavior, which, by the way, antisocial behavior is by, by definition a mental illness. Like, like it, it not only stigmatizes people going through some real shit, but it also just stigmatizes the ability for anyone to come out with anything going on. I, I, I just don't understand um, why people feel so affected by things that don't affect them like the, I, like literally the only like you know if if you're going to affect someone else right like like that's the classic argument of of just about anything else is is if it happens between two consenting people what do i care why it's, why, none, of
2: why, why, it's why, none of my business it's none of my business i got care? enough I got enough of my own shit to deal with,
0: right? If, if, if I want, if I want the government or anything else out of my personal life, then I want them out of everyone else's personal life too.
2: That's, that's the other thing. Oh my God. They're, They're the, the amount of less government. I don't want, I don't want the government to tell me what to do. I don't want the government to tell me this and I don't want the government to tell me that, but then they pass a law that says you can't say the word gay in school in Florida yeah. They yeah. they they pass a law that that uh, a transgender girl can't play sports, in girl sports, they they want to tell you who you can marry, they want to tell you what you can do with your own body, like give me a fucking break, people.
0: Yeah, yeah. It man, if you're not hurting anyone else, and if you can, and again, if you can demonstrate how how any of this shit is hurting any kids, because again, the kids don't. I swear to God, if like. If you look at every video of a parent getting upset at a school board meeting, if you go talk to the, the that parent's kids, those kids are ashamed. They they are like, I don't understand oh, why my mom or dad is so upset about Listen, this. That's I, that that's inconsequential bullshit. Like it, I don't, I don't get why people get so uh, up on their own ass about that stuff. God,
2: God love him. I, I I you know I I talked fondly about my dad. I love him to death, but I'll never forget the time in middle school. I came out of, I came out of school. He picked me up and he, he said, what's the matter with you? And I said, I didn't get my report card today. And he said, why not? He said, because I haven't paid my school fees. So they won't give me my report card, dude. He fucking pulled the car over, stormed into the, into the, into the office. Now I'm, I'm like, I don't know what middle school age is. I don't know what 12. I guess. I don't know, Yeah, 12? yeah
0: probably 12. Yeah. Bunch of kids are
2: in there and my dad just loses his fucking mind on this poor lady behind the counter. How dare you not give him that report card, even though I haven't paid this bill? It's none of your fucking, I mean, F this and F that. and mm-hmm. You don't own that report card. I do because my taxes and you know, the whole, the whole, he was a Karen. I'm telling you, man. And I'm over there in the corner, just like, God, dad, can we just go home? Like, it's not that big a deal. You can call him. like you're embarrassing me. And do you know, the next day I went to school and it was all over the school. Shipley's dad was in there having a hissy fit because he doesn't pay his bills and doesn't. I mean, <laughs> I was embarrassed. Yeah. And he, you know, he didn't see what he was doing. He was yeah. angry because and, and, and I know he was probably angry because he didn't pay that bill and he knew he should have paid it. And he probably forgot. It wasn't that we didn't have the money. But instead of just saying, oh, fuck, you know, I totally forgot. He flew off the handle and made a big deal out of it and embarrassed me.
0: Yeah. Besides, frankly, the type of student you were, you were pretty happy that that report card didn't get released. <laughs> <laughs> I was more worried that as pissed off as he was when he got that
2: report card, he was going to be even worse.
0: Than. I was going to say you probably tore up that check to make sure that right. report card didn't show right.
2: up. He's like I swear to God, I wrote that check. <laughs> oh, Dad, you didn't. They tried to give it to me. I was like, no, no, really. He <laughs> didn't pay the bill. I swear to God, he didn't. You shouldn't give me that.
0: Yeah. No. Every time oh. I every time I see a parent getting all pissed off at the stuff at, at a school board meeting. I just picture them yelling at a ref at a little league game and just realize that there's an, there are an awful lot of people. And they don't
2: think man, they don't think,
0: you know, I, you know, I, I, I love, I love my daughter so much. And I think that she's an amazing human being and she's super smart and she can do whatever she wants. And, you know, I took her to this, this international women's day thing uh, the other night and she talked about how proud she was. And that was awesome. Uh, but there are two things that I wish for my daughter more than anything, um, that she's happy and she treats other people well. And that's it, man. That's it. That's it. I don't care if she is a doctor or a, a line cook at a restaurant or whatever, like be happy and treat other people. Well, I'm not ever going to, I'm not ever going to pitch a fit over anything else because if I, if I am, that's my ego, not hers. I'm not yeah. defending. I'm not defending her. I'm defending me, and that's and that's some bullshit. I, I'll never go to a school board meeting or a PTA meeting or a parent teacher conference, and worry about my ego. And I feel like so many parents are worried about their own ego. Like when you have a when you have a kid, your ego should go out the fucking door. It should be because is my. Is my kid happy and healthy and treating others well? And that's it.
2: Stop it, Tim. Stop being woke. <laughs> Such a <laughs> liberal. <laughs> that's the problem, though, is that they live vicariously through their kids. I I was coaching Josh and Jordan in baseball years ago. And listen, they they're 19 years old. They might weigh 120 pounds now. I mean, they are not big kids at all. And back then Yeah. Go
0: they're, ahead. Not, they're not signing pro contracts anytime soon.
2: Right, right. So <laughs> they were um they were in a baseball game in Jordan. Uh I am trying to remember, I think he was probably seven. It was little league, and he was tiny. Yeah. And he had gotten hit by a pitch the game earlier, right? Yeah. So every time he was up to bat, as soon as the pitch would come in, he'd back away. And oh yeah. Back, you know, and he was scared.
0: I, I did that first year of little league too I get that and
2: and this parent behind the plate for the opposing team his his kid was pitching yelled out and said just throw it in there he's too much he's too much of a scaredy cat to hit the ball and Tim I'm telling you man I lost my fucking mind i I, I walked can't... over I was at I was at the first base coach line and I walked over to the guy and I said did you just say, that my kid's too much of a scaredy cat, so throw it in there. So do you see that he's scared, right? Yeah. You see that. Instead of just giving your kid encouragement, you felt the need to make my kid look bad.
0: Well, And and that's the thing. So here's
2: what we're going to do. I'm going to come around the corner. I'm going to beat the fuck out of you. And then the umpire had to come eat. but I'm just like, how, how can you talk to a little kid like that?
0: Like, if you want to build up your own kid, build up your own kid without tearing the other kid you down. Can Who's see right him that he scared fucking the there? Right? You can like see that he's I, wanna, I wanna I wanna go to that person's office and every time they screw up, make sure that their boss knows every single mistake. Like Oh, boy, really? You're going to put that number in in, uh, cell C6 on that spreadsheet? What an idiot. I hope you die in a fire, you idiot. Like, you're terrible. No wonder you're working at this low level job, you idiot. Like, like, like like, like they they abuse kids. They don't know without understanding that they wouldn't put up with that their uh, own abuse in their own life. And it's (laughs) it's it's very it's very frustrating.
2: You see why i need alcohol you
0: see why <laughs> and, and and by the way uh this is all to say that even if even if we all agreed and we don't like i i agree with you it's not but even if we all agreed that being transgender was a mental illness even if we all agreed that it was You still need to be sympathetic to the people that have that, right? Exactly. I mean, kids that have autism, we're sympathetic to kids that have autism. Kids that have ADD, we're sympathetic to kids that have ADD. We don't sit here and yell and make rules against them and say that they're terrible and say that it's an ill on society, that that happens. So even if, even if I agree with you and I don't agree with you that, that transgender is a mental illness, and I'm not talking to you, Chris, but I'm just saying, right. even, even if I don't agree with you that a transgender child is, is, is mental illness. So let's, let's just pretend that I agree. Transgender is mental illness. You know what I wanna do? I wanna be loving and supportive and patient with that kid. Because any kid that's going through any challenges deserves love and support and patience. And if you're like, oh, but you know, my kid's records are gonna be at stake. I don't give a shit. Then teach your kid that life exists outside of fucking high school. Teach your kid that every accomplishment they do in high school, matters for the 18 years that they're in school and they have the majority of their life outside of school to be something like that's what matters man like I'm proud of everything my my kid does at school I'm proud that my kid knows how to read right now but I'm not going to be sitting here in 10 years talking about how my kid read hop on pop like that's not that doesn't make her any better that doesn't make me feel any better like you, you know what I'm proud of is that my daughter has potential to be something else not that she's going to live on her her rest on her laurels of who she is now like like worry about that I do not get why people are all up at arms about it uh, other than to say that they have a lot of their own insecurity that they're working on themselves or they're not working on and you know they can just deal with that
2: that's exactly right exactly right I just I just can't fathom the hate and the uh... now I I said I said when I got on the radio the other day. I'm a parent of a transgender child. Yeah. And I'm conflicted about about that issue to begin with, because I, I do sympathize with a parent that has a kid that might lose a spot on a team or or, or something to that effect. I mean, that, yep. but it pales in comparison to what the flip side of that is. And there's lots of things and there's lots of disappointments in life that you're going to experience that as an adult that are out of your hands that may not seem fair, but that's life.
0: Dude, I'm five foot six. No one promised me a spot on, on as the starting center on the basketball team because we have to be fair to everyone for everything that happens in life. That's not how this works. Right. That's that's not how life works. Melvin's
2: right. favorite saying life is not fair. And the sooner yeah. that you learn that, the better off you're going to be.
0: And the, and the same assholes calling for a ban on transgender athletes are the same people calling everyone snowflakes. Yes. It's like like physician, heal thyself. If you can't get over that, that's not what life is. If if you're so worried about youth sports or sports in general, I love sports. I watch sports. I can't wait to watch sports tonight. I do not care. I do not care. There's literally nothing in sports that has made society better. I do, I, I <clears throat>
2: Except for the eighty-five Bears, <laughs> and the Cubs win in the World Series.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Speaking of hanging on to past glories,
2: <laughs> no, we haven't even gotten to the worst news. Bears traded Khalil Mack for a fucking second-round pick.
0: I dude, the 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 NFL uh, trade market right now is so bonkers backwards it's so the
2: chargers that now i gotta listen to jt and his bullshit
0: it's it's so it's so insane to me that like brock osweiler was like a third round pick uh and picked ahead of 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 russell wilson and they're trading first round picks for russell wilson like they could (laughs) they could have had him for first round pick and they're trading first round picks to get him like clearly every time every time i see uh someone say and like we we just got done through with the combine right yeah. and every and every time i hear people say oh well that's not worth a first round pick i'm like what the fuck do you know you're going to trade that person for three first round picks in two years yeah you if if no one's worth a first round pick no one should ever be traded for a first round pick there should there should literally never be trades in the nfl that include first round picks but there are and the reason is because everyone sucks at assessing talent.
2: I was fine with I was fine with Ryan Pace trading two first round picks for Khalil Mack because he fucked up the other first round picks that he took, anyways. So well, who cares? We've now entered the portion of the podcast where Caitlin decided.
0: I, to- I, I, I was going to say. S- speak, speaking of things that we're disappointed in, but we're going to go ahead and, <laughs> and 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 support anyway
2: just telling you, <laughs> I got to out with the teachers, so I'm. Oh well. later. So and might- what are you guys gonna
0: do? Go prepare a bunch
2: of pop quizzes for later? No, we're gonna. Ooh, go, go for uh Teacher party. I might They're gonna pull to, out the crayons I'm and. I'm just saying. I just have your phone on. Work on to call you. work <laughs> on precipitations <laughs> or whatever we- those are. Just Adjectives.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Caitlin. Um, Hi, <laughs> We we do we we have a we have a teacher strike going on up up here in, in Minneapolis right now, um, yeah. which is ironic because it's happening at the exact same time that we're uh, giving seven thousand dollars raises to the police department, um, and only one <laughs> of those two public services have been an absolute national embarrassment in the last two years. But <laughs> um, yeah, I don't, I don't. I don't get um, like people are just bad at whether it's the draft or, or kids performance or anything. People are bad at data assessment at the end of the day. I think Yeah, it, people, um, people trust their gut a lot. You know, it's
2: funny. Uh, I was watching, I started watching um, the first episode of winning time on HBO max, which is the, the kind of serial series about the Lakers and yeah, and Magic Johnson or whatever.
0: Yeah, and, I I, uh, I, haven't, I haven't watched that yet. Is it good?
2: It's so I mean I'm first episode in. I'm about halfway through. Okay. Something came up today and I didn't watch the rest of it. But that that the kind of just like that. The previous owner Jack Cook Kent wanted to take Sidney Moncrief and and Jerry West wanted to take Sidney Moncrief because of all these intangibles and whatever mm. else. And Jerry Buss is like no. We got to take magic. He's a star. I just feel like we need to take him, you know. So it was that whole argument of they were going to take Moncrief because of all these intangible or all these, you know, legible stats and so on. And and Jerry West didn't want to take magic because he was too tall and you have to dribble the ball farther. You know, the strides are longer. And so it's kind of the same thing, kind of the same thing.
0: I mean, I mean, I, I I get well, the thing is like we always look at these people uh who made great decisions in hindsight and think that they were genius. Uh, when they could have just as well have been stupid. Like like Malcolm Gladwell has this thing, uh, in Outliers where, where basically everyone who's been successful, um uh over attributes their success to the decisions they made and not and under attributes it to chance chance and happenstance and what else is right i mean there was there's a whole thing people were dragging kim kardashian on on twitter here lately because there's a billion things but she's like oh no the thing is people just need to work hard and and like well yeah and also have rich parents and have a sex tape um (laughs) but like but but she's she's and you know and and her 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 half sister is, you know, the youngest billionaire whatever. And, and people like to praise that, like, but they're, they're misattributing those things and they're missing privilege. Right. Yep. It, that's not to say you wouldn't be successful if you would have had all the connections that just being born into that family, forget the money, just the connections, the access to people. Sure. Right. Yep. And and also, you know what, man, my job I don't sit down all day long. I'm on my feet 24 seven. I'm picking up 55 uh, pound grain sacks. I'm picking up 160 pound kegs all day long. I'm not successful because in brewing, you don't make money. I'm happy, so I'm not regretting it. I'm I'm not angry about it. I'm not complaining to anyone. I made a lot more money in the corporate world when I sat down and had a cushy job and felt comfortable and didn't hurt my back and didn't hurt my legs. But don't tell anyone that hard work is, is what that is. Because, first of all, half of those people saying hard work is the key to success don't really work hard. They say they do, they don't. Right. And also, what really, like, we've asked the question on the podcast what is your measure of success? And, who, and by that, that definition, who, who's the most successful? I've never had a guest on here say, Well, my measure of success is who made the most money. And let me tell right. you who made the most money in my life. That's right. Right? That's never happened on our podcast.
2: You know, it's funny that we've kind of delved into this because I I, I had a couple had an opportunity a couple of weeks ago, and it's still floating out there. And I and I told Stacy, um, I said, you know, well, when she asked me, she asked me. Me how it went, and I said, "Well, it could be the biggest opportunity of my life, or I could be proven a complete fraud." <laughs> I'm not quite sure. It's 50 50 in my head right now, and I, I suffer a lot from imposter syndrome. You know what that is? Oh, okay. you know, I, you, I, think you know what I, you're doing, and you feel. I, not- I, I, I was going to
0: say, I, I I would think I could tell you what imposter syndrome is, but I I know, only pretend like I know what it is. So you
2: go the day. And you feel like, <laughs> yeah. Maybe I don't know what the fuck I'm doing and I'm just, I'm just day by day lucking out.
0: It's kind of the opposite of fake it till you make it.
2: Yeah. No, it is. Right. Yeah. Because it's more like, you know, fake it until they find out. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. That's, I, I mean, that's, it's,
0: Yeah. That's not called imposter syndrome. That's literally yeah. just called the last 43 years of my life, man.
2: So, I mean, I, and <laughs> it's a real thing. And when this opportunity came up and is and it's, gone by and I've not heard anything. I I told Stacy, I said, you know, I think even though it would be an unbelievable opportunity and I'm not afraid. I also don't want to come home every night and be stressed out and, and, and upset because I I'm struggling every day to figure out what I'm supposed to do or what I'm doing. Yeah. If I know what I'm doing. I have enough of that now in, in, in anything I do, uh, on a lesser extent. but then I rely on, you know, my organization or, or my, you know, past successes or whatever and go, no, I, you know, I, I can handle this, but I don't know that that opportunity is something that I wouldn't every day obsess about it to the point where I would be unhappy and it doesn't, and no amount of money is going to make me happy.
0: You know, I've, I've, After my daughter was born and I quit a job that was pretty lucrative, uh, what I acknowledged was I'm never going to be a good dad if I'm sacrificing my happiness for money. As much as my daughter needs money and needs to be set for the future. You know what? Screw that. Her grandparents are wealthy. She's going to be fine. You know what she needs from me? She needs a happy dad. She needs someone who's going to be Supportive and loving and caring because he has the energy to do all of those things. Yeah. And and so have I loved every job I've taken since then? Not necessarily. Have I still loved them better than anything that would have quote unquote provided for them more that you know other people thought I should have taken for her? No, I'm not providing for her because of money, I'm providing for her by. Mental and emotional capital, yeah. right?
2: yeah, sometimes money isn't everything, that's for sure,
0: yeah well, well, shoot, man, we should probably wrap up. I'm just noticing a text from uh another fantastic dad here, uh George Condit getting really excited to to see his son yes. in one last uh, so that- big twelve tournament.
2: That leads into my, that leads into a nice little uh, date I have not told you about. Yes. But on the 22nd, make sure your calendar is cleared. Uh, A very nice guest that we had on before is actually going to be here at my house. Oh, wow. Recording. George Trice is going to be in town. Oh, excellent. And he has agreed to contact his friend, Reggie Hayward, who just got elected to the pro football hall of fame. Um uh, sorry, not pro, the uh, ISU. Yeah. Hall of fame. Um got distracted by the TV and the <laughs> um and he, we're going to see if we can get Reggie on with us and uh but George will be in town, he'll be in my little studio down here. Uh I unfortunately still won't be off lent, so I won't be drinking. Um <laughs> And then, as we teased a little bit uh, uh, at Revelton, May 11th, we're recording with Jamie Pollard. Uh,
0: very excited, man. Uh, as always, Chris, you, you are crushing it with getting us some fantastic guests. We've had a lot of people to learn a lot from. Really excited uh, to uh, get a chance to talk to some of these folks. Uh, boy, uh, Reggie had one of those... Very quiet but really impressive NFL careers, frankly. Yeah, he did, uh, right with the Broncos and with the Jaguars. And, and, uh, um, man, uh, that guy had one of those very you hear so much about these guys that the average uh NFL career is uh, you know, something like three years or something like that. And, and uh, Reggie was in the league for for what nine eight eight nine years, um and he put together a nice little career, but, uh, also from everything I remember, certainly when we were in school together, uh, also just a really good guy. Yeah. Uh, Um, so that, that would be, uh, a lot of fun to talk to him. Um, it's, it's still funny to me to, to think about it as much as we are old man strength. And I recognize how old I am to, to see some of these guys that I went to college. Like when we had Marcus on, and I realized, oh shit. I never felt I never felt older than when we had Marcus Pfizer. I know, right? Mar- Marcus, I apologize <laughs> right now, but absolutely. Um yeah. Okay, man. Um, well, 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 shoot, let's let's uh let's get this thing wrapped up so we can watch some, some cycling basketball. Uh, Chris, any other things you kind of want to plug aside from some upcoming pods?
2: No, Rebel Tawn's having a big big thing for Saint Patrick's Day. Go to their website, uh, check it out, get down there. Uh, tell Rob and Christy hi. Tell them old man strength sent you down there. And uh, I do have some t-shirts and hats still left over if you guys want some. So
0: yeah, yeah, please, yeah, please guys uh check out uh strength underscore old on, on Twitter so you can. Check out everything that we're doing. Check out the merch. I learned a little bit more about Revelton too and our trip down there. Uh, please go visit Rob and Christy. What a great time. What a great tap room. Uh, what a great everything. I just had the time of my, my life down there. So please go visit them. Please visit the Tailgate Society at the thetailgatesociety.com and Tailgate Society on Twitter Chris is at Sagrad Side Dad. I am Tim Johnson M N. Chris, is there anything I'm missing? Uh, height. Good look. <laughs> oh, good looks. Re- really? Really? You want to you want to put the two My of us together? My is, beard
2: is getting much more fuller than yours. I just
0: I, well, I just trimmed mine up. So yeah, that is that is fair that that you are. It's getting
2: to the stage where Stacy will start to complain.
0: <laughs> Perfect uh, Well thank you guys Once again you have wasted Another hour, hour and a half With the old man's <laughs> strength We cannot thank you more for it um, Please check us out And we will see you guys Next time
1: I don't want again on the bandwagon I'll burn that wagon down And join the band traveling troubadours terrorizing street corners just to try to get some supper in our hands now i waited all my life to get this on my chest green bloody murder until someone understands that it ain't about the money the drugs or the women i make this noise just because i can and we'll all join in to that original sin